0: If you've got your Bibles, let's go to Zechariah. I think that God's going to give you a word this morning. Come on. Maybe I should have said I know that God's going to give you a word this morning. Maybe that'll get you there. Okay. If I say I think, y'all go, well, Pastor, he he don't get paid to think. (laughs) He don't get paid to think. I was uh, going through some stuff this week to try to figure out. I mean, we... The series CIA and I, I may have jumped the gun on you. I don't. I don't know. But me and Tommy were even talking. And I, I said, "Man, it just it didn't. It, 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 it's not. It's not what was in here." So I'm trying to. Uh, I'm backing up and punting. Cause I I really, in in my heart what I'm wanting to do with with that series and what I feel like I'm being drawn to because CIA is like those operatives, you know. They're, they're like the sneakies. And then, bang, they're there. And I'm, what I want to do, I want to try to reveal or unveil Jesus throughout Scripture where you... Where it doesn't say, and Jesus said, I want to be able to bring out and show you that Jesus did. Does that make sense? I mean, because we we automatically go to the four Gospels when we want to hear about Jesus talking. But how many of you know Jesus was there from the foundations? So what I want to, so I'm going to back up and punt on that and I was just looking and reading this week, and I'm going, God, we need something. And uh, Wednesday night was, I love preaching on grace. Grace is just, grace is something that I love to preach and teach about. Because I know what got me where I am. It's God's grace on my life. And... uh, I don't know. It's just a topic that gets me excited. I want to untie my shoes and run when I preach on grace. (laughs) But this morning I want to... Yeah, we'll start here. You got some notes that's written across the top of my Bible. It's just a couple of scriptures. That's your notes. I, I might not need to praise the Lord. Chapter 2, verse 1. This is the message version, okay? Just in case you're looking up and going, oh, that's not the right scripture. It's not pastors. This is. It's not a translation either so that you understand the difference between the message Bible. It's not a translation. It's just an interpretation, okay? Um, big difference. It says, uh, this is Zechariah, by the way. Zechariah chapter 2, starting at verse 1. We're going to read through 6, and then we'll uh, I may go to the New King James with that too, Tommy. I don't know. I looked up, and I was surprised to see a man holding a tape measure in his hand. And I said, what are you up to? I'm on my way, he said, to survey Jerusalem. To measure its width and its length, just then the messenger angel, on his way out, met another angel coming in. And he said, run. Go tell that surveyor, grab him, get him, get his attention. In other words, think he's about to mess up, go. go. <laughs> Jerusalem will burst... It's walls. <laughs> See, I know where I'm going. Y'all don't yet. I'm excited. Bursting with people, bursting with animals. See, animals wasn't just a thing of that showed that, that was a that was a symbol of food, but it was a symbol of prosperity also. See, you gotta, gotta read the Bible every once in a while. Just don't read it, read it. Understand what's there. He, he said that Jerusalem will burst its walls, which means the boundaries are going to have to go away because it's going to be bursting with people. And it's going to be bursting with animals. You're going to have more food Amen. and more supply. Amen. And I'll be right there. With her. Amen. God's decree. That's right. A wall of fire around her unwalled Jerusalem and a radiant presence within. Did you catch that? I'm gonna be the wall. Around an unwalled Mm -hmm. Jerusalem. And a radiant presence. Man, we've been talking about the glory of God. The radiant presence within her. Up on your feet. (laughs) (sighs) Get out there. And now, God says so. Return from your far exile. I scattered you to the four winds, God's decree. Escape from Babylon, Zion, and come home now. (laughs) If I stop there, I'll, I'll start praying. I won't get to the rest of it. Go, go to go to Hebrews, Tommy. Just just go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse eleven. This is the New King James. Something's up with this word. I ain't tearing I'm not tearing it's just sticky <laughs> what did I tell you it's not what I want <laughs> I think I want want yes I do What is the problem? <laughs> Tommy, I'm sorry. First Corinthians 13, 11. <laughs> Don't y'all laugh at me. I'll make you come up here. Right? <laughs> and silence swept the congregation. 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, that's why you looked over your computer when I said Hebrews, ain't it? Because I give you 1 Corinthians. Hey, let me teach you, don't put me on no pedestal. I'll take you all over the place. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man. Now, check this out. I want to put this away. Okay? I put it away. It's still there. I even know where it's at sometimes. <laughs> when you get old, you... <sighs> when I became a man, I put away childish things. The problem with the church is that we think childish things is getting rid of childish things. You're not getting rid of it. You're putting them away. You're choosing. You're having to make a conscious effort and a conscious decision to put it away. So now I'm not understanding as a child, but I'm understanding as a man. Are you with me? In our text, this is what we're finding in Zechariah there's been an exile of the Jews. An enemy has come in. They've destroyed the walls of Jerusalem. Haggai and Zechariah, which Zechariah is known as probably the most messianic prophet of old because there's so much identifiable focus and leading to Jesus matter of fact he's, he's quoted more than any other prophet in the Old Testament other than Jeremiah or Isaiah I'm sorry if you look into revelations he, he's, he's quoted over and over and over he's quoted all the way through the New Testament so he, he is the most profound messianic prophet of old he's sitting here now him and Haggai are trying to get a people that's been in exile for years you've got over 5,000 some odd or 50,000 some odd people that come back from exile here they are and they come back into Jerusalem and immediately they begin to build the altar. Immediately they begin building the altar. I'm just trying to, I can't do history lessons like Kim, but I'll just hang on, okay? Don't go to sleep on me. Go like this. They immediately build the altar they find that in the midst of their building that their neighbors, the Good Samaritans, (laughs) are bringing up opposition. Actually so much so that they were able to go and have work stopped by the law of the land. Be kind of like Roanoke County coming in and telling you you can't build no (laughs) more. It's a work stop permit yeah they they love those things <laughs> work stop can't touch you you can't touch anything, and you better not be caught there. so here they are here are the Jews. they're coming back from exile, they begin building the altars and they they begin to construct the temple and because of opposition, they get wore down you know uh, This text actually said, if you looked in the New King James Version, it says that they were the poorer of the Jews. See, there's a poor, a poorer, and a poorest in the word. Maybe it's another one. But these were the poorer. How many of you know that when things ain't going so well in your life, it don't take a whole lot to stop you from... Or in spirit how much fight you got so they get stopped in building apathy sets in I wonder how many of you decided to come out from where you were in exile or in separation or in backslide or in whatever you want to call it. You, you name it. You fill in the blank. Maybe you decided to stop doing drugs last week. But between last week and last night, opposition... here they are. They're wanting to do this. This is what they've been living for. They lived to go back to Jerusalem. And now, all of a sudden, can you imagine what they were thinking? Why do we even come back here, man? We're broke. They won't let us build our altars. They won't let us build our temples. They're not letting us build the walls. Everything's tore up. That's why you have Zechariah. And God gives Zechariah visions. And in this particular vision, this is the third vision, he sees a man with a measuring line. Now listen, most people would have gotten excited. I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to flip script on you. Most people would have gotten excited. Hey, they're going back and they're going to start building and re-listen to the wording, reconstruct Jerusalem. They're going to rebuild based on what it was because that's what they've lived in for so long. That's what they've gotten used to. That's what you're used to hearing. So you don't want to hear anything different. That's what, you're, <laughs> that's what you're used to saying. That's why you won't say anything different. That you're used to doing it so you won't do anything different. See, most people get excited, man. They're going back to rebuild it. <laughs> and here comes God, just like he does all the time. Always got to put his finger in something and mix things up. Hey, go stop him. Can you imagine Zachariah for a minute? What do you mean, go stop, man? I've been after these people to rebuild and I've been doing everything I can do to get them up and get them moving. And now you're telling them to stop him? Why? Leave him alone. Let him build. Go to the New King James Version, Tommy, and give me the Zechariah. Go get him. Go stop him from building. Hang on a minute. Where are you going? I'm going to go build. Okay, great. Here comes the angel. No, go stop him. There was an angel who talked with me going out, and another angel who was coming out to meet him. Flip. Flip. (laughs) Flip. Who said to him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, "Jerusalem, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without. I beat him to the punch. He didn't have to ask me what the title was. (laughs) title to the message is Cross the Line. Cross the Line. You're sitting in here this morning. You've been held in a boundary. God's word to you this morning is Cross the Line. See, you have to understand me. Many of us right now live in a life that wasn't meant to be where we're living right now. Many of us are living in a life right now that was meant to be lived in for a moment. A lot of us perceive boundaries as a, limit to where we can go when in fact that boundary is the beginning of something to come. Mm -hmm. It's your perception Mm -hmm. that keeps you where you live. That's right. True. When I was a child, I understood as a child. This is why God... Listen, God... Proverbs chapter mm, It's one of them chapters <laughs> four verse seven. Go there, Tommy, and check me. Chapter four, verse seven. This should be talking about in all you're getting, get understanding. Oh. Boy, Jesus is good to me. (laughs) See, y'all don't, half y'all don't understand. That's why you ain't, (laughs) that's why you ain't with me. I can't remember my name sometime. (laughs) Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding Listen, Jerusalem was used to being inhabited by a people that done a certain thing a certain way for a certain amount of time it was a temporary habitation do you recall when the enemy came and destroyed the walls they didn't just break through the walls they broke down the walls. some of you have an enemy that's coming into your life that's going to break down some of your walls that you've been built up because you're not able to experience what God has for you outside of your little habitation. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't come running to me and say, Man, they're just talking about me. They told me I'm a holy roller. <laughs> they're killing me. They're wearing me out. <laughs> God sending enemies to somebody's life to tear down these walls that you've sat in, that you've decided that this is where you're going to live. And that's not God's intention. God's tension is progressive. My God that I serve is a linear God, He's always moving forward. You got him confused. He's not running in circles. He says from faith to faith, glory to glory. He's not running around in circles. It was okay for them for a season to operate in that which was set up because it was set up for a time of learning so that they can understand and experience some of the goodness of God. Church is good for a minute, there has to come a line that we cross over and we stop just learning about God we start experiencing God and we start walking with God see you've been tied to your little boundary Sunday is just a church event you want to know how I know that look around Because see, we mm-hmm. Cause we won't go and be inconvenienced for something that's not changing us. And we are quick to turn the arrow to you. All right. To me. Make you feel better? Because the arrow gets pointed at me. Well, pastor, you're just not feeding me enough. What? did you just stop at the dessert plate see if you choose not to eat meat guess what you won't eat you won't get the nourishment from that meat either listen the walls that were up the walls that you have up in your life right now are walls that are hindering you from moving into the greater things that God has for you. We are going to God with the expectation of church and church alone. We breach the doors of a church building and we expect what? Come on, you talk back to me. We expect what? Church? Let me help you. Church. We expect church. And when we leave, what did we get? We got church. Now, next Sunday, big game. Big game. I got to cook. I got boys coming over to the house. So I got to stay home and cook. I mean, besides, it's just church. I wonder why Saul never turned back. Saul wasn't introduced to Jesus in church. (laughs) Are you with me? He was outside of a parameter. He was outside of a boundary. See, in the synagogue, this is what you got. And they just just read that it wasn't wasn't an experiential, okay? In those times, listen, in those times, it was a law. It was the Pentateuch, first five books of the Old Testament. That's what they read to you. If you don't know what that is, read it. It was the law, and they told you how you must live. Hang on, I didn't Nothing bad. Nothing. God, God, he's so smart. He knew that he needed the law to show you where you stood in comparison to His holiness. And see, if you couldn't do this little portion, you was going to have a hard life. Because they stone you. Who wants to experience it? Who wants to experience it? You want it you that come across, didn't it? Then God said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So I'm I'm sending you someone who's not gonna baptize you with water per the law. I'm gonna baptize you with spirit and fire. Outside, no. Well, <laughs> we might be in here till two o'clock. John the Baptist said, "Repent." Repentance is not a thing of coming up to the altar and bowing before God and saying, "God, I'm sorry." Repentance is a change. John the Baptist said, Repent. You've got to change your mind now, Jack. Hey, what you thought once was God, check this out. Look, you're going to have to change the way you're thinking. You're going to have to change your perception and the way that you see God and the way that you receive God now. Because now it's different. God is showing up in person, it's different. You can't take this wine that he brought and pour it into your old wine skin because it'll burst it. Yes. And both you and the wine yep. Our boundaries are set, often more often than not, by our limitations of our own capacity. Let me explain it this way. If I believe that God is this God, God will allow me to experience him here. Okay. If I believe God is my healer, God will allow me to experience his healing. If I don't believe in the Holy Ghost... I say Holy Ghost because it's Halloween. It's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) If I don't believe that the Holy Spirit is in existence and that the Holy Spirit gives me utterances, that I have my own prayer language, that I pray in tongues, (laughs) uh uh-oh, Tommy, watch that ticker. It went down from 600 to 599, 598, 597. They'll leave you in a minute, man, when you start talking about the things of God because their capacity can't hold it. (laughs) Elisha, Elijah. Elisha said, I want a double portion. So in Elisha's mind... He was going to receive a double portion. Who do we serve? His name is El. He's more than enough. He'll always do above and beyond. He'll exceed anything that you could ever think, dream, or imagine. And see, that was the same way with Elisha because Elisha didn't receive a double portion. If he had received a double portion, he wouldn't have done seven miracles like Elijah, but he would have done fourteen. Simple math. He didn't do fourteen; he done twenty-one. <laughs> it's your capacity that limits you, and God's saying, "Cross the line." Jerusalem, man, they were used to having these walls. Walls that could be, that people could go over. People could go through. They've already proved it. The walls were destroyed. So everything I'm telling you now could be actually proven. The walls could go over and through and knocked down and destroyed. And then God said, hey, don't worry about the protection because I an all-consuming fire, God, I'm going to be your wall. Now, <laughs> there ain't nobody out there in their right mind's going to try to run through a wall of fire. It, it takes even more of a dumber man to try to jump over one. He says, so I'm going to be your protection because here's the thing with me being your wall. I'm able to move because I'm always... You're going to figure this out. <laughs> He will continue to move your boundary as long as you have the capacity to understand. (laughs) Grow up in all things. When you begin to understand that God is here, that you may grow in him and do great and mighty works for him in the kingdom. When you can understand that, that's when you'll experience it. Stop going to churches. Stop looking to pastors. Stop looking to teachers to influence your life because they can only take you as far as they have gone, period. I would much rather follow the one that can take me, and he's been everywhere, that would take me as far as I want to go. Maybe maybe that's... (laughs) Maybe that's the issue with with church fluctuations because the capacity of the one leading the church is only able to take someone to a certain place and they have belief for something greater. Y'all stop holding me back. (laughs) (laughs) Let me broaden the horizon. Let me open up some things to some people. I say, you know what? You're better than that. You can do it. (laughs) You can do that. You can go so much further. You can be so much greater. You can be so much bigger. Your your love, the capacity of your love, you can love so much better than the way you love. Somebody needed to hear that one this morning. Stop putting everybody else to blame on your limitations of your experiences with God. Listen, my responsibility is just to try to the best that I can teach you this Bible. To exhort you, to build you up, to speak word and truth into your life, to make available to you, seasons of growth and you keep wanting to rebuild because you're not used to come on you you were brought up I'm gonna use this as an example I'm losing weight I gotta pull my pants up glory to God listen Listen, listen, Linda, 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 listen, listen. (laughs) When you're brought up in a capacity that you become complacent with and you're used to, it takes someone outside of you to break those limitations. I'm going to, listen to me, because I can say this because I'm from the family, but I'm using this as an example. Because it, i'm I'm telling you, there's such a spiritual truth with this when we were brought up, there was one gallon of milk brought into the house a week. <laughs> y'all don't understand. See, I've been poor. I like having a little bit of change in my pocket now, and you know what? God said, I can have more in my pocket because I don't keep it to myself. One gallon of milk a week. Four kids. It's all we could afford. We lived in this capacity our whole life. Listen, there was no extra. Hey, mom, we run out of milk. I'll go to the store. I'll be right back. It was, if you want milk or some canned milk in the refrigerator or something, you can mix it with some water. See, you don't know poor. Most of you have silver spoons, man. That always gives me a metallic taste in my mouth. I don't like them. I like to be able to grow. <laughs> One gallon of milk. We lived with it for so long. That was our capacity. Our capacity was one gallon of milk. So somebody in our family, not gonna mention any names, but Lisa decides <laughs> when she got married, I'm not gonna bring her husband into it, but, but David, when they got married, he's working a pretty good distance from the house some pretty decent hours, making a little bit of money, more than what we were used to. He walks into the kitchen, opens up a refrigerator. Guess what he didn't see one night? (laughs) Y'all been paying attention? Y'all been sleeping? I mean, if y'all want to sleep, y'all go home, I go home. (laughs) Didn't see any milk. There's one person listening. (laughs) refrigerator and there was no milk now David he didn't have a silver spoon but he had let's see a bronze spoon I mean it it had some cover on it he was used to having milk in the house they didn't run out milk Lace where's the milk oh we ran out Okay. You get some. Oh, well, I didn't know if you wanted me to spend the money or not on it. We're, we were used to it. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody is sitting in here. You have the capacity here. It's in your understanding. That you don't get to experience what you have in capacity. Because this is what I'm saying. She had the money to go get the milk, but she didn't know that it was the right thing to do. So, David, sometimes you need somebody outside of your life to tear down those walls. (laughs) <laughs> I know this ain't as good as what you wanted but listen to me God is telling oh man God, God's telling the church listen you've been in exile long enough He said get up. Break free from Babylon. Oh. Break free from Babylon, Babel. <laughs> it's the stuff that you're hearing and listening to that is making you making you be captive in where you are. Break free from Babylon. Get rid of Babel. <laughs> Stop listening to people telling you that you can't, that you won't, that it won't happen. Tommy, go to Genesis. (laughs) Let's go to seventeen. Maybe. Y'all go make it? Y'all hot? I am. Yeah, 17, 7. All right, check it. Look, I'm I'm going to go to 5. I'm going to start at 5. Look, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. That's good. set Abram up. He set his capacity. It took outside influence to break down the walls of what he was used to having. He was childless. Do you, do you know who I'm talking about? Please tell me. You read Genesis? <laughs> He said, no longer will your name be Abram. You're not going to be childless anymore. You're not going to live in poverty and over here and doing this. No longer are you going to be this guy. This is who you're going to be, Abraham. For I've made you a father of many nations. Boy, listen, everything that God tells you is going to be contrary to what you see. Amen. Because if you can see it immediately, it's probably not God. God, break down. Cross the line. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. Mm. Beyond your boundaries. But no further than your limitations. (laughs) <laughs> come on, God, keep me here somewhere. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings. Kings shall come from you. Kings. This guy worship idols. Stop thinking because of what you did in the past. God can't change it. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> your past is your limitation, sweetheart. Amen. I don't care what mistake you've done. God said, I'll make kings come from you. He said, come over here. Let me hold your expectation for a moment. Let me readdress some things for you. Because right now you've been walking with this mentality. I want you to walk with this mentality. If I can get you to open up your mind, Paul puts it like this. I pray that the light, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. <laughs> I want you to understand. God's not limiting you. Church is not limiting you. People aren't, listen. Yep, I'm going. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. Well, I'm female and I can't. If I was, if I was a, (laughs) I love you. If I was a Polish woman, I could get the loan. (laughs) Come on, we use our culture, we use our race, we use our gender. Don't. Don't Don't say that we don't. Turn, turn the idiot box on and see. Because there's idiots all over television. Well, we can't go to that college, or I can't do this, or I can't get that. Shut up. Your mind is your limitation. Whatever a man thinketh in his heart. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants he just he flat up told this man look you fit to have some babies no. and like many of us when it doesn't happen immediately we take matters into our own hand here's my maid servant I mean at least at least something can come of it I mean listen Abraham right. by the way, it is my seed it was Abraham's seed see <sighs> you fall to that trap too because you would think, well, it is my seed, so I'll settle for what I got. Might not have been my wife, but he said, uh, <laughs> I think he said Sarah <laughs> was going to have your child. We're so quick, man. we If time is against us, and it is, because you're dying right now, sitting here in these seats. You're dying right now. You're on a ticker. You're on a ticker. I keep putting Ever Ready in mine. <laughs> you on the ticker. We're all dying right now. So you're limited by time. But he's not. <laughs> he said, I'll restore the time. Right. He wants you to cross the line. Quit being this punk Christian that stands at their border that they have built that they can't seem to get by and looking out there going man if I had what Ken had yep. didn't like that one did you that one stung Ooh, thank you Holy Spirit that one really stung Pastor, you don't know. If your family was the way my family was. Mm -hmm. And listen to the question carefully. Are you working in the position for the company? Where you can, where you call home, you're comfortable, you're complacent, you're fine. Right where you are, doing exactly what you're doing, making the wage that you're making, working for the company that you're working for. Are you okay with it? No. Amen. Now listen. Why did you go to work for them? He just said, he just said in the first question, he just said, no. <laughs> right now, there's a boundary. <laughs> Cross the line. Amen. Amen. You live life in your own little design world. You can't blame me for your finances. Pastor, if you quit taking my money from the church. (laughs) If you would not rob God in your tithes and offering. It's your mindset. It's your limitations. Right. It's not everybody else's limitations. Matter of fact, I think God directly spoke to me and said, See, y'all not going to get this, but I will. God directly spoke to me and said, Try me in this. That's right. uh, yes, did. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. I'm going to try you in this. I'm going to try you this with making. Comma check tithes, Pastor. If we made that money, we tithe. No, you wouldn't. Let me tell you how hard it gets to put a comma in your check. That's right. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> that's a lot of groceries. Yep. But then, but then, it went from six figure to nothing. That's right. Oh. And this is the mentality. Don't hear my heart. Hear God's word. Right. This is the mentality. God understands my heart. He knows I'm not making enough. Newsflash. Anybody watch Idiot Box? Here's a Newsflash. We interrupt this program. No, he doesn't understand. Five hundred in a hole. Every first of the month. That's right. Five. Knew, knew we were behind. Anybody ever had to chase the ball? Anybody ever had to chase that money, that finances, you had to run after that thing, and it just never seemed like you could catch up with it? We've done it every month. On paper, we're done. In God's grace. (laughs) Oh, we might have had to split a hot dog, but we still ate. Lights were still on. Babies were still fit. Come on, church. And you want to know why? It's because I took that lousy $300. Is all I could make. Oh, you want to bring a man. Tell a man all he can bring home to his family is $300 a week. Come on. Come to me with your little please. And the first thing's out the man's mouth is make sure you tie. We're already 500 in the hole. <laughs> Can I give you a principle? Here's a good one for you right here. This is a good one. This, I'm telling you, this will, this, this will promote you if you abide by this principle. I'm telling you, it will. If it's not enough, it's a seed. See, some of you ain't get it. My electric bill is $275. All I have is $200. If it's not enough, to pay the bill. It's a seed. Listen, God said, try me. See, and your seed is not your tithe. Why am I going here? Your seed is not your tithe. Your tithe is God's. Get mad. I don't care. The tithe is God's. This is what I love about him. He gives you a benefit. He says, I'll protect you from the devourer. Read your, come on, read your Bible. I'll protect you from the devourer. What does that mean, Pastor? This is what it means. This means when you got a $275 bill and you ain't got but $200 and you ain't got enough to pay the bill, but you're going to use it as a seed, He's going to protect that seed that you sow. He's going to protect that seed that you sow. And He's going to make sure it's 30, 60, 100 It's coming back to you, baby. That's right, Amen. We've got to get so real about this thing. In all you're getting, not your check, in all you're getting, get understanding. Are you with me? Have you gotten that mad at me already? Man, I'm trying to give you something, man, to expand your borders. Step over the line. Yeah. Stop letting your life limit you. That's right. Oh, Lord, you are my portion Amen. of the inheritance. You are my cup. <laughs> Do you know how much he can hold? You're my cup. Next time you go to prayer, hey, God, I left my cup. You mind if I use yours? <laughs> You, listen, church, you, you're limiting yourself. And what's worse, when you limit yourself, and I'm just gonna pick on you—you got kids. When you limit yourself, you're limiting your children. When you, I'm gonna stay here, when you when you don't show your children that they can do something. Tables turn too. When you show your children where you quit, you quit because of your capacity. Can't go any further. Can't move back to Virginia. Yeah, you can. <laughs> can't. I, I I can't. I can't do. I can't do any more. Yes, you can. Yes, you, you. I just want to pick up one of these chairs and eat it like a sandwich right now. Because I'm... I'm, I'm just, some, of you just, some of you just looking at me like I'm crazy, like I've lost my mind, and I probably have lost my mind because I want to be the Jesus freak. I want to challenge him in every possible area of my life that I can challenge. God, if God be God... <laughs> Is he God? But, Pastor, he didn't do. Is he still God? Yes, he All right, that was the opening. Let me get to Zachariah. Tommy, go to go to Judges. Why am I looking at my watch? I, I just want to know what time it was. <laughs> I don't want to keep you here past one. Judges chapter one, verse 19. And uh, just take it 19 to 34. It might be lengthy. I might be able to to blaze through it just to, I just want to make a point so the Lord was with Judah and they drove out the mountaineers but they could not drive out the inhabitants of the low land because they had chariots of iron and they gave Hebron to Caleb and Moses had said as Moses had said then he expelled from them from there the three sons of Anak But the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites who inhabited Jerusalem. So the Jebusites dwell in the children, with the children of Benjamin in the Jerusalem to this day. To this day. And the house of Joseph also went up against Bethel. And the Lord was with them. So the house of Joseph sent men to spy out Bethel. They named the city or the name of the city was formerly Luz. And when, his, when the spies saw a man coming out of the holy city, or out of the city, they said to him, please show us the entrance to the city, and we will show you mercy. So he showed them the entrance to the city, and they struck the city with the edge of the sword, but they let the man and all his family go. And the man, or, pay attention. And the man went to the land of the Hittites, built a city, and called its name Luz, which is its name to this day. Next. However, Manasseh did not drive out the inhabitants of Beth sheen and its villages, or Tanak, I guess, or Tanach or whatever, and its villages or the inhabitants of Dor and its villages, or the inhabitants of Iblim and its villages, or the inhabitants of, Men, of Megdigo, Me, Megi, yeah, yeah, Megi and its villages. For the Canaanites were determined to dwell in that land. And it came to pass when Israel was strong that they put the Canaanites under tribute, but did not completely drive them out. Nor did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites who dwelt in Gezu. Jazeer, sorry. So the Canaanites dwelt in Jazeer among them, nor did Zebulun drive out the inhabitants of Kitron, or the inhabitants of Ne... Yeah. So the Canaanites, Canaanites dwelt among them and were put under tribute, nor did Asher drive out the inhabitants of Co, or the inhabitants of Sidon, or of Elab, blah, 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 blah. Next. So the Asherites dwelt among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land, for they did not drive them out, nor did the whatever drive out the inhabitants of the Beth and whatever inhabitants of Beth blah 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 blah. Are you with me? Did you catch, Are you catching what was taking place? God said, Here's your boundary. God give them a boundary, and they still did not go to it. They still did not press the line they still said oh you can stay oh you can stay you can have some you can have some see we've got to stop yes. the line you got to cross it He said, I will be the flaming. I will be the wall of fire. I'm going to surround you. I will protect you. And then I will inhabit. I will be with you. My glory will be a radiance within you. If God sets the boundary, go to the limits. Brother, listen to me. If God told me to do something, and you in the way, just saying, we gotta stop. I'd love to know who I'm telling this to this morning. Cross the line. Who in here doesn't want to live fruitful and be prosperous and have experiences of God beyond your wildest imaginations? Be like that one pastor used to pray, wanted to see God, wanted to see God, wanted to see God, and left the windows open one night and, uh uh-oh, something come in the room, and he wouldn't even turn over to look. He was scared. He said, I ain't turning over to look. I ain't looking. I believe we'd all be the same. I'm not pouncing him. We'd all do the same thing. Listen, God walks into your room. I promise you, you will have fear in your heart. If you roll over, it's going to be face down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you will. Because now it's not somebody that we're talking about. It's somebody that you're experiencing. You Oh, in his presence. Could you imagine? See, think about this for a minute. Y'all always talk about you. Presence of the Lord was at church today. No, what man. We had a couple people shouting. They might have experienced something. God's presence of Russia Church. I'm telling you now, this place could be upside down. You gonna walk out of here with no kind of dignity about you. I'm letting you go for the chicken. Gets cold. I'm done. Cross the line. Cross the line. Stand by. Cross it. Step over it. <laughs> You're not limited by age. And if you ain't building their capacity, if you're not building their capacity, it's your problem. Yep. we got to make room for our young people. Yes. Stop trying to seclude them. And when I say make room for, I ain't talking about you sliding over in your chair. Listen, they would much rather be out doing their own thing than sitting beside their mom and daddy on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night. They ain't interested in coming here and sitting They'd rather be out doing the things of God. We're limiting our children. If you've got a child, I'm talking to you. We are limiting our children. You better talk to your kids when God shows up in your house. You better talk to your kids when God does something in your marriage. You better talk to your children when God takes care of your finances, takes care of your health, watches over your home. You better talk to your children when God promotes you when you don't deserve it. You better talk to your children.